Alright, well tonight I'm going to be dealing with a topic which I'm not 100% sure I would entitle it other than, let's just call it your words, okay? I want us first of all to turn to John um, chapter 6, okay? John chapter 6. And I want us to go through this thing very carefully tonight because I really believe that many of us do not understand the power that is in our mouth. And particularly when we start releasing the power, because remember I said to you, and I used the demonstration of saying that when you get full of the Holy Spirit, it is like you're getting charging up your battery. The minute you open your mouth and release it in words, you are actually releasing the power charge that is inside of you. And you release it with authority and with power. So I want us quickly to look at John chapter 6 verse 63. And I want you to have a look and see what Jesus Christ said. And this is Jesus Christ. It says, It is the Spirit who gives life. Alright, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. When Jesus Christ speaks something, he is going to produce life. If he mentions something, it's going to produce life in your life. Now we have got to understand that we have got this life flowing inside of us. And we have the same authority that Jesus Christ had. And so we have got to understand that we have got a place to start maintaining this thing in our lives. Now I want you to understand something, that when Adam and Eve was on this planet, okay, God said to them, I want you to have total dominion over this planet, and I want you to bring the life to the entire planet. That's why God created the garden of Eden and not the entire planet complete already. And he gave them a little garden and he says, I want you to speak life and speak release, speak blessing and have dominion over this whole planet. Now obviously we know that they messed up. And so, I want you to know that Jesus Christ came for one reason only. The purpose that he had to come back to this earth was because Adam and Eve had messed it up. Because remember before that, what did God do? It says that God had finished his work and he rested on the seventh day. Now when did he rest? He had just given the instruction on the sixth day to man to have dominion over the earth. So basically God says, my job is done on this earth. I don't need to touch it again. It is man's responsibility. So then what happened was Adam and Eve messed up and they did a thoroughly good job of it. And so the curse came. And so the curse is on this earth to destroy the earth and to come and bring it into desolation. Now remember, it's not the devil. It's not the devil coming to destroy the earth. God put a curse on it because Adam and Eve called it on themselves. But then what God had to do was once again had to interfere with man. And he had to come back and work again. So what does he do this time? He comes and he says, Jesus, you have got to come and get back the authority that was taken. And then he said, listen, I'm going to let Jesus Christ come back as a man. And I need Jesus Christ to come up back as a man because a man gave up that authority. Only a man can take it back. And the Bible says if anybody else came in and did it another way, there would have been a robber or a thief. God would have come in illegitimately and taken the authority back from the planet. Are you guys with me? So he had to send Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ comes and he comes and he earns back and he gets back the authority. What was the main reason that he could get back this full authority on the earth? Was one simple thing. And that was that Satan put him on the cross without any sin. 
He'd been killed as a perfect person without any reason. So it was a legit thing to say, listen, I take back the authority. Now I want you to know something. Jesus Christ did not go and say, I give this authority back to people. Because he said, if I give it back to people, they're going to mess it up again. Right? Come on, it didn't take one generation to stuff it up. Can you imagine by now somebody would have stuffed it up? So he says, I can't give it back to the human race. So what did he do? He says, I'm keeping it, but in my name you have all the authority on the planet. In my name, everything that I had is yours. So all you have to do is speak it out in my name. And when you do that, the entire planet has to come to subjection and submission to what you have instructed. If you do it in your own strength, you're just going to get nowhere. But the minute you use the name of Jesus, because that name carries all the authority that Adam had. And then Jesus goes further and he says, in my name you'll do greater things than this. That's why he says, you can tell the mountain to move into the sea. And all these things are going to be subject to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And he says, I have made a way, and because you are my children, because you are my bride, I am giving you the full authority on this earth, and all you need is one name. So we've got to understand that God is expecting us to start operating as gods on this earth. Okay, in John chapter 10, he makes this statement. John chapter 10 verse 34. And I know a lot of guys get very mixed up with this thing, but I want to help you with this. Jesus says, it is not written in the law, I said, you are God's. Now you see, now people are going, wow, I'm a God and stuff. No, it's a small g, look there carefully, okay. It means that you are a ruler. A small g means that you are a ruler. You are not the supreme God of everything. Now, I want to tell you something. What is the most powerful thing that I can give you in your life? If I say to you, what is the most powerful thing that you can have in your hands? What are you going to tell me? Most people are going to say money. People are going to say finance is power. Okay? I want to tell you right now, anything that can create something is power. Anything that has the ability to create something is more powerful than finance. So I want you to know that God has given us the authority to reverse the curse. This degeneration of this planet is in our hands to reverse that curse. We can sit down and say this area is going to be ruled by Jesus Christ. And I'm going to release the authority that is mine. In the name of Jesus, I command this area to be blessed. And as you do that, you are busy pushing back the darkness. You are reversing the curse that the earth is naturally under. And you are able to restore what is originally meant from the Garden of Eden. And that's why we need to understand that God is raising up a generation who is going to understand the power of their words and understand that they are a God. A small g. What do I mean by that? I mean a ruler. I mean somebody with authority. Somebody who's going to come in there and everything has got to bow its knee because you have rocked up.
Because you are rocked up, and not just because you've rocked up as a normal person. Remember that we, knowing this, you have got to be full of the Holy Spirit, prayed up. You are charged up. When I come into a situation, I release the Word of God in Jesus' name, believing that I'm going to receive it. In Mark chapter 9, I want to show you where our problem is. And this is a lot of Christians. Are you guys learning something? Yes. Only two of us. <laughs> the rest of you are like, hey, the lights are not on. All right. Verse 23. And Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible. Okay, to him who believes, I want you to know that you can be standing right next to somebody and they are not going to see any miracle. But if you believe it, you'll see the miracle. There are Christians here who are not going to see the power of God move in their lives. They're going to serve God, they're going to love God, they're going to speak in tongues, but they're never ever going to get to the place where they actually physically see miracles start happening. I want to tell you right now that God is going to take us to a place where we are going to have to start moving into the supernatural far more than what we have up until now. We are going to have to start taking authority over our schools, over our neighborhoods, over our houses, over our workplace and say in the name of Jesus I command this to change. And that authority is going to start being manifested on this earth. And the world is going to look at that thing and go, I want what you got. But it starts with you really believing that this is actually possible. See, because of our upbringing, because of our education, we have been taught that this is not possible. So you must just work hard. And try and survive and pay a little bit of salary to the church, you know, and make sure they're happy and just try and make it. That's not God's plan. It was never God's plan. God's plan was for us to stand up and take control of the planet. We are supposed to be walking with such an authority, with such an intent, that when we open our mouths, stuff happens. You see, in the book of Acts, the Bible says that the cities were scared of the church. I love that. What made them scared? Man, when those oaks spoke, stuff happened. You don't want to mess with those oaks. They rocked up and said, listen, you're lying. And they did. You don't mess with these oaks. When they walked in, they walked in with the power of the Holy Spirit. But one of the things they did know was their authority. They understood that they were given this authority so that they can make a difference. Now I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11. Guys, we cannot stay in the place that we're in. I want us to start moving into a new dimension where we sit down and say, God, I am going to start speaking things out into the atmosphere, into the thing. You know, when I realized now, when this lady was telling us about the stats, the crime stats in our area, and how that that has dropped, I'm telling you right now, I got excited. I started to sit down in my spirit and say, yep, this is the way it should be. Christians have rocked up with an authority. The devil runs. I don't care if he robs down the road. He's not going to rob you. When they get there, they're going to find out that there is a presence of God around this place. And it's not to the place that we should be yet. We're still learning. But let me tell you something. Give us another five years. Then we raised up a whole army in the neighborhood. (laughs) Then we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Sorry? I'll tell you. (laughs) Don't say that. I'll bind that in Jesus' name. Did you hear that? Can you believe it? eh? All right. I want you to see this. 
In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things that were seen, okay, were not made of things uh, which are visible. Now I want you to see this. The thing that you see around here was not made by something that was visible. God spoke and it happened. That's what it said. And it framed... It framed the world. I want to ask you, what environment have you framed yourself with? What have you framed yourself with? What are you in the middle of? Are you in the middle of chaos? Are you in the middle of strife? Are you in the middle of despair? What is it that you have framed with your own mouth? You see, you do not realize that when you speak it, it's going to start happening. We go, ah man, we're just saying things. You don't understand. Once you're full of the Holy Ghost, once you're praying in tongues, you start carrying an authority. What you say, you will have. And what's even worse is if somebody agrees with you. That's why I will not agree with that statement in Jesus' name. Okay? God's not going to move me because it's going, uh, it's going well there. Yes, I'm going to be a lighthouse and everybody's going to know Kenton's the place to hang out. No, praise the Yerah, hallelujah. Don't even go there. Uh, yes. So, I want us to know that God is in control. But the question that I have tonight is this, is what is coming out of your mouth? What are you framing without you even realizing that you are carrying the power? And how many times when you speak stuff do you neglect to put in the name of Jesus in it? You see, if you don't put in the name of Jesus, you're not using the same authority that Adam had. The minute you put in the name of Jesus, you are in the same place as what Adam had, and you can create whatever is around you. So if there's chaos, you say, in the name of Jesus, be still. In the name of Jesus, peace come. In the name of Jesus, I command whatever you need to command. And let me tell you something, it's not only what you need, it's what you want. If you want a prosperous area, you command it in Jesus' name. If you want stable and stability around you, you command it in Jesus' name. And stand on that thing and believe that all things are possible. And remember that it was not created out of the visible. Your frame is not created out of the visible. It's created out of what you say. And so God is not going to do anything for you anymore. He's waiting for the church to take up their own authority and say what they want. The scary part is, is that we're mostly getting what we want and because we are speaking a negative speech. 90% of the church speaks junk. And only when we're in crisis do we pray the right thing. Oh God, it is a great mulligate. Please help me. Now, in the name of Jesus, I pray and I find my Bible and I dust it off for the rest of the time when it's going well. And that's where the problem is. Guys, when it's going well, you should be pushing in with God. Look at Abraham. Abraham was so wealthy. Things were going so well. And yet, every single day, he was pushing in with God. David was so prosperous. He had all this wealth. He was the king. He did everything. And every day, he sought God. Look at all these guys. When you see the men of God, they did not back off when it got good. They pushed in much further. And they said, man, it's not just for me and my house. We are going to start influencing everything. And when you start carrying that authority and that anointing on your life, it changes everything around you.
So we have to keep on going even when it's good. Most of us slack off when it's good. When it's going well and everything's in control and you're all blessed and all comfortable and your rugby team's winning, man, I'm telling you, it's all fancy. The minute the crisis comes and we suddenly get spiritual. Come on, that's the truth. Tonight, I want to challenge us. What are you speaking? What are you speaking? Do you realize that your words are framing your world? This is not positive speaking, this is the Word of God. And it starts by the invisible. So are you calling things that are not as if they are? Or are you calling things as you see it in the natural? How many of us call it as it is? Well, this is a dumb government. This is a terrible town. This is a whatever. And we all have it. And we sit down and go, this is a... Look at the fact. I knew it. I said it. (laughs) Come on. We do it. We say, I told you this was going to happen. Yeah, you've not only prophesied it, you've confirmed it. And I'll tell you what, when you go down the negative road, it's not hard to find somebody to agree with you. eh? Yeah, the whole gang going, yeah, amen, hallelujah, shanda. But let one guy stand up and go, I'm going against this tide. I'm going to reverse this curse and I'm going to stone him. Come on. One guy stands up and says, we will not say anything negative about the government. We are going to pray for our leaders. They want to stone the oak. They go, how dare you? Are you blind? I don't care how blind you think I am. I am going to do the biblical thing because I want the biblical result. I don't want to see what's there. What's there is not godly, but God is going to change it. I'm going to call things out of the invisible to frame my world. And so when you understand this, and understand that God has said you are gods, you carry an authority, you are meant to reign and rule on this earth. That is the reason why you're still on this planet. You're supposed to be born again, you're supposed to go straight to heaven. I promise you, I've said this lots, I'd rather you go to heaven. Christians are sometimes a headache. Rather let them go to heaven. They will never sin again. They will never mess up. Just send them straight to heaven. But no, God says, I want the human race to have that control. That is why the Bible says that all creation yearns for the manifestation of the true sons of God. What are they waiting for? They are waiting for the church of Jesus Christ to take authority. They are waiting for the church of Christ to wake up and say, listen, I'm not going to allow this curse to maintain anymore in my life. I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to frame my world in a godly one where it's prosperity and blessing and peace. So tonight, my challenge to you is a very simple one. Shut up. (laughs) If you've got, that's why the Bible says, think on things that are pure, noble, holy, pure, a good report. I mean, look at the rest of that list. How many of us think of that? Yeah, not, a lot. not a lot. Definitely not a lot. We go, how can you find something good in this? <laughs> Come on. I want you to know that God's word is true and we need to start going back to the word of God and not doing what we think. If we want to reverse the curse, we better start doing what God says and not what we think is a good idea. Amen? So I want to challenge you. Be careful of what comes out of your mouth, especially when you're tired and especially when you're under pressure. When those two combinations come together, you are going to say stuff that is dumb. Okay? I have been rebuking a lot of people around me in the last while because they are actually saying some dumb stuff. And I'm going, that is not God, that's not God's plan, that's not God's blessing, go and repent. 
And they get offended with me. But I'm getting tired of the church just causing trouble for themselves. Change your confession, release it in Jesus' name, and you'll see the difference. And get filled with the Holy Ghost and release it with the power, and that is where you're going to see the results. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray for each one of us in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that your words are life. Your words are not death. And Lord, I pray right now that we are going to take our authority in Jesus' name. Lord, that we are truly going to start moving in the authority that you have said. And Lord, that we are going to start speaking life over situations and over things. And Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every person in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that we are going to frame our world with the Word of God, with the blessing of prosperity and peace around us in Jesus' name. And Lord, that we are not going to be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for a fire to start consuming us. Lord, that we are going to move into a new level and a new dimension. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.